1: One of your first and most important jobs as a parent is to feed your child well, but it's not easy. Complicated relationships between food, family, eating, health, emotions, and attitudes about body shape and weight can derail healthy eating habits. I'm not referring to eating too many sweets during the holidays or picky eating in toddlerhood. I'm talking about serious conditions that take over someone's life. And the lives of those closest to them, and can also lead to life-threatening medical, psychiatric, and psychosocial outcomes. If you suspect that your child has an eating disorder, stick around. Today, I'm talking about the warning signs of eating disorders and tips for helping your child move toward healing and recovery. Welcome back to Project Parenthood. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Core, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll help you repair and deepen your parent child connection, increase self compassion and cooperation from your kids, and cultivate joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. So, what is an eating disorder? Eating disorders are serious mental illnesses that can affect people of all ages, genders, racial and ethnic groups, socioeconomic backgrounds, and body weights. It usually involves a preoccupation with food body size, shape, and weight. Genetics, personality traits, and biological, psychological, behavioral, and social factors all contribute to the risk of developing an eating disorder. Approximately 30 million Americans will have an eating disorder in their lifetime. Four common eating disorders in kids and teens are anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, and avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. So first, let's talk about anorexia nervosa. There are two types of anorexia nervosa. The restrictive type, when a person severely restricts the amount and type of food they eat, and the binge purge type, which involves the same kind of severe food restriction along with episodes of binge eating, meaning consuming large amounts of food in a short period of time followed by purging, which is things like vomiting or using laxatives or diuretics to get rid of what they consumed. AN has the highest death rate of any mental illness. While dying as a result of the medical complications of starvation can occur, suicide is the leading cause of death in those with AN. Some common warning signs of AN include, but aren't limited to, drastic weight loss and a preoccupation with and fear of the calorie and fat grams in food and gaining weight. They may refuse to eat foods they've previously enjoyed and not want to attend events that involve food. They may not want to eat what the family is eating, and they may take a very long time to eat when it's mealtime. Your child might see themselves as fat, although they're dangerously thin, and show unwillingness to or a denial of the need to gain weight. The days are officially getting longer, and while there may be a bit more daylight, do you still feel like there isn't enough time to do things like plan and shop for healthy meals? Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your health goals, your tastes, the appliances you use, and more. Then, they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week, along with delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. As a busy parent striving for healthier eating, Hungry Root has been a game changer for our family. Our box was filled with fresh, high-quality ingredients and simple recipes tailored to our tastes and preferences. One feature we particularly loved was the ability to customize our meals by swapping ingredients, making mealtime exciting and adaptable to our needs. Ordering was a breeze, and the convenience of having everything delivered to our door saved us valuable time. Hungry Root truly made our weekly meals easier and better allowing us to enjoy nutritious and delicious dishes without the stress of planning and shopping. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Project Parenthood listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com parenthood to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com parenthood. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Now we're going to talk about bulimia nervosa. This disorder is defined by recurrent cycles of extreme overeating, followed by excessive exercise, vomiting, fasting, and using laxatives or diuretics or some combination of these strategies to rid the body of what was consumed. There's a feeling of not having control over these cycles, which can happen anywhere from a few times a week to several times a day. Additionally, bulimia nervosa or BN may be difficult to notice because the person hides their binging and purging, and may not be drastically thin. Kids with BN can be underweight, normal weight, or overweight. Common warning signs of BN include dental problems and teeth discoloration, as well as calluses on the hands and fingers from self-induced vomiting. You might find evidence of large quantities of food having been eaten, like the disappearance of large quantities of food or lots of food wrappers and containers. You might notice the excessive use of mints or mouthwash to hide the smell of vomit and frequent trips to the bathroom during or after meals. The third common eating disorder is binge eating disorder, which I'll call BED. This disorder is characterized by eating large amounts of food in short time spans, and is often associated with a high level of distress. Those in a binge episode experience a lack of control and are unable to stop themselves from eating. A person may be secretive about overeating and only do so in private. BED doesn't involve behaviors meant to compensate for overeating, like vomiting or overexercising, after a binge episode, and usually evokes feelings of shame, guilt, And disgust instead. These individuals tend to be overweight or obese. A clinical diagnosis of BED will include eating large quantities of food faster than usual until past the point of fullness or even pain. Do so at least once per week and for at least three months. You might see them having an irregular eating pattern and notice binge eating episodes being more prevalent when they're highly distressed. The last disorder I'm talking about today is Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, or ARFID. This disorder is characterized by an avoidance of, or aversion to, food and eating. Food restriction is not due to a distorted body image or fear of weight gain. Rather, restriction is the result of extreme anxiety, or a phobia about food and eating, like coughing, vomiting, or choking a heightened sensitivity to the sensory aspects of food, like texture, smell, sight, or taste, or they have a low appetite that results in a lack of interest in food. These folks don't consume enough calories to develop and grow properly if they're a child, or to maintain basic body function if they're an adult. In discerning developmentally normal picky eating from arfid you'd be looking for an extreme fear, aversion, or sensitivity to specific foods, or the act of eating, or a general lack of interest in food and or eating. They may only eat small amounts of food, leading to nutritional deficiencies and significant weight loss. But people with ARFID can also be a normal weight. So here's how to cope with your child's eating disorder. It can be alarming, confusing, and anxiety-provoking when you suspect that your child is struggling with an eating disorder. And that makes sense. It's important to remember that with outside professional help, along with your involvement as a parent, your child can make a lasting recovery. Become an expert in your child's specific type of eating disorder. Find firsthand accounts from those in recovery and read recent peer-reviewed articles. This will help you understand and better empathize with your child's struggle. Even if your child denies they have a problem, doesn't think the problem is a big deal, or they're too young to understand what the problem is, it's important to confront the issue together. So start talking to your child about what you're noticing. Encourage them to make small and manageable changes and share your concerns about the long-term risks of going untreated while giving them concrete first steps to getting treatment. Make room for your child to share their own concerns and commit to remaining calm no matter what they tell you about stressors they may be dealing with. Parental emotional dysregulation could be overwhelming for them at this point. Finding a right-fit eating disorder therapist, clinic, or evaluator may take time, so don't be discouraged if the first one to three providers don't work out. Ask potential clinicians about their credentials, experience, how they work, and how they measure progress. The important thing is finding someone skilled that you and your child can grow to trust. Stay involved in your child's treatment by attending sessions with them and staying in contact with their clinicians. Remember that recovery isn't linear, and there's a long road ahead that may include setbacks and relapses. Recovery is an ongoing process that takes time and energy. Make sure you get therapeutic support to help manage your own stress and do what you need to do self-care-wise to maintain your parenting bandwidth as you support your child. If these brief descriptions of common eating disorders resonate with you, and you're concerned about yourself or your child, seek professional help. The earlier an eating disorder is detected, the better the chance for recovery. What concerning eating patterns have you seen in your child? Tell me about it on Instagram at BKParents, that's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. You can also reach out to me directly at parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com or leave a message at 646-926-3243. And you can learn about my New York State-based private practice at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend, and our director of podcasts is Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey.